Proactive Athletes is the premier place that empowers student athletes to overcome the challenges of college sports recruitment. Their unparalleled expertise and influential network will guide you towards realizing your fullest potential. At Proactive Athletes, they understand that each student athlete is unique, facing their own set of obstacles. That's why their dedicated team takes the time to comprehend your individual needs, providing a comprehensive hands-on approach tailored to your success. With their personalized attention and unwavering support, they ensure your satisfaction every step of the way. Through their vast network, they have successfully connected with over 2.3 million coaches, giving your child's profile the exposure it deserves. In fact, their student-athletes' profiles have been viewed by an astounding 716,000 coaches, solidifying their reputation as the go-to platform for recruitment. What sets them apart is their data-driven approach, allowing them to make informed decisions that result in better outcomes for their student-athletes. By harnessing the power of data, they maximize your child's chances of success as they embark on the next chapter of their athletic journey. Join the ranks of proactive athletes and unlock your true potential. Let them amplify your talent, connect you with coaches that want you but may not have known about you, and pave the way for your future success. Together, they will defy the odds and ensure that your dreams become a reality. Don't wait any longer. Get proactive in your child's recruitment process today by visiting proactiveathletes.com. And make sure you use Shark Effect 10 for 10% off. For me, it was like to, to gain confidence. I knew what I had to do. I had to research it. So I did that in terms of speaking. I got it. And I started speaking to myself in the mirror. And once I got comfortable with my topics and whatnot, which, you know, I speak on team and leadership and personal development. It's all stuff that I know. And I just got to look into my my own uh, background or my past. And then once I got good at that, I started speaking to people I trust, my family, you know, my older sons and daughters. I started speaking to my brother and he gave me feedback. So now I took that feedback and applied it to where I can become efficient. And then I was able to have the confidence. I can I manufactured that confidence and I was able to start speaking on stages. Welcome to the Shark Effect. I'm your host, Alex Molden. I'm a former NFL veteran, and now I'm a leadership and personal development speaker and coach. In this podcast, you will hear inspirational and humorous stories from leaders of all walks of life, from current and former professional athletes, coaches, authors, experts, executives, and successful business owners. Discover how these leaders not only overcame obstacles, but also learned core principles that led to their success when leading others. Anything, I think you have to do research on it. You got to get the definition of it. And, you know, for me, growing up, when I wanted to learn anything is, you know, I, I just looked it up. I looked it up either using a dictionary or an encyclopedia. And, you know, we didn't have the Internet back then, but I would do research on it. And so for me, I don't care if it was uh, football, riding a bike or looking up, you know, the, the ancient history of Germany is I needed to find information on it. 
And so I want to just break things down for you briefly, and then I want to kind of get into what I want to talk about today. So confidence, confidence, when you break it down, it's the feeling or belief that one can rely on someone or something, or it's a firm trust. Confidence comes from the Latin word fidere, which means to trust. Therefore, having self-confidence is having trust in oneself. Okay? So once again, confidence is the feeling or belief that one can rely on someone or something. All right? The state of feeling certain about the truth of something. So that's confidence. All right? Now, manufacture. Here's the definition of manufacture. To make something on a large scale. Okay, or invent something. That's how you manufacture. So, you know, when you break it down, when you have to manufacture, I think, you know, for, for many of us, we have to manufacture confidence. It's not just innate. Okay, you have to you have to have confidence, I think, to have success in anything. I don't care if it's a relationship or if it's something else, like you have to have confidence. And so once you understand it, even if it's in yourself, you have to understand yourself. Understand yourself first and then seek knowledge on whatever you want to have confidence in. So football, it wasn't innate to me. Right? I had no confidence in football. And when I did the research on it, tried to find out about it, then I was like, okay, so that's the start. That's the start of of having confidence is you got to do research on it. Okay. Here's the second thing or key to manufacturing confidence is find someone that has it in a certain field and start to emulate what they do. Now here's the, here's the critical piece of this is you only want to emulate what they do in their field because you don't know what type of person they are you maybe you do and you want to emulate them in whatever area in their life but if they have something if they're confident in themselves in sales right i would seek seek out that person who's had success in sales and I would emulate them when they're on a sales call or when they're in front of people, when they're selling. I would start to emulate those things. Now, I would emulate only the things that they would do that fit and that I felt good about, character-wise. I'm not going to lie to anybody. I don't feel right lying to get a sale. I wouldn't. Okay, I wouldn't emulate somebody who has success in football and they cheated. I wouldn't do that. That's just me. Okay, but you would or I would emulate somebody. Okay, next is I would I would start to focus in on one thing. I wouldn't try to get everything. I wouldn't try to be perfect. On everything in in terms of football, because I was always behind. I was, I was, you know, I played football late. I started in eighth grade, so I was always behind. 
but I wouldn't try to be perfect. I would try to be perfect on one skill, one skill a day or one skill a week, depending on what part of the season it was. And I would try to master that one thing, mastering that one skill. And I would do it in a controlled environment or I guess a better way, a closed environment where I knew where I had cones. Right? I had objects that were stationary and I knew where exactly where they're going to be. And so I would work on my skills and my craft when I knew when I had to break. Say So for me, like backpedaling, it took me, I didn't know how to do it. So I had to learn to do it and practice watching our coach and then watching the other players do it. And the ones that really did it well, I started to kind of mimic them. And then I would take their skills and I take it to where it was just me, nobody else. And I had cones. And I would work on planting and driving. I would work on planting and driving in different directions. And I would focus on what the coach said. And typically it was like one to two things that would really lock, I would really lock in. Coach would say, Alex, keep your shoulders down. Stay on the balls of your feet. And when you plant, drive your arms. So I would do that by myself. Until I got it down. Until I got it down so much that there was a belief. There was a belief that I wasn't going to slip. And I remember times doing this and <laughs> I would do it so much. And I would mess it up. That I would start crying by myself. I'm out there. I'm ninth grade, 10th grade. I'm trying to master this planning and driving. And our coach would give us a T-step. That's what it was. You know, back probably plant and drive, do this T-step. And I couldn't do it. And it took me a while to be able to master it. But once I got it, then I moved on to the next thing that I want to get really good at. So you have to break things down. All right? Master one thing at a time. Focus on one thing in a closed environment. And then... I would get into an open environment to where now there's no cones, but I would have my brother or another teammate or a coach take me through those drills, but now I have to react. Still wasn't, it still wasn't in practice. It wasn't in the game, but it was just me and the coach or me and somebody, and they would put me through those same drills. And then I got pretty good at where my reaction along with my technique, produced a result. And it was a result that I was looking for. I wanted to be crisp and clean when I planted and, dro and drove. So in that open environment, I had success and it gave me confidence. So then when it came to a game time, man, I wasn't, I wasn't worrying about that anymore. I wasn't thinking. It was just became a part of me. It became me. It became my character on the field. But there are steps that you can take to, to manufacture confidence. Okay, now imagine, imagine you're on a sales call and, or whatever, I don't care if you're raking leaves and you're terrible at raking leaves. I would say find somebody that does it really well, emulate them, and then take those skills by yourself and you can 
put it in a closed environment, right? Where you have to rake, you have to be efficient, right? You're looking for efficiency when you're raking like in a five-yard box or you're or you're you're selling something, and I would just look in the mirror and sell it to myself. Look at the type of gestures that you're using. Are you believable? Are you hitting the pain points? And then once you got comfortable with that, then I would get somebody who you trust, all right? Somebody that's not going to exploit you, all right? And I would take them through a sales call until you got the, you know, you they gave you feedback on what worked, which, what they were feeling about, you know, the, the call and what they weren't feeling. That's a closed environment. Well, actually, I'll take that back. A closed environment is doing it in front of yourself in a mirror. An open environment would be doing it in front of somebody or, you know, like family members. And then that sets you up to be able to go out and be on that sales call or rake leaves, you know, for a living. Or like for me, when I got into this whole speaking business, I had I didn't have a ton of confidence. I knew how to tell stories, but I didn't know how to connect the dots. And I was terrible when I started. I was terrible. But I went back to what gave me success. And we all have it. There's, there are certain things that you have had success. What gave you success? And think about those principles and how you can apply it. For me, it was like to, to gain confidence. I knew what I had to do. I had to research it. So I did that in terms of speaking. I got it, and I started speaking to myself in the mirror. And once I got comfortable with my topics and whatnot, which, you know, I speak on team and leadership and personal development, it's all stuff that I know, and I just got to look into my my own uh, background or my past. And then once I got good at that, I started speaking to people I trust, my family, you know, my older sons and daughters. I started speaking to my brother. And he gave me feedback. So now I took that feedback and applied it to where I can become efficient. And then I was able to have the confidence. I can I manufacture that confidence and I was able to start speaking on stages. It's not easy. You have to do a deep dive into yourself. And then your topic or what, you're, what you want to have uh, confidence in or success in and then do it in a closed environment. Do it in front of yourself, all right, in a mirror. And then you can take that to one or two people that you trust. That's not going to laugh and make fun of you, but give you honest feedback. And then you can, you can open it up. You have to do the work to have that confidence. A lot of us, we don't have self-confidence, period. No matter what it is, it's just self-confidence in ourselves. And I would say, do the homework, do the work on yourself, do research on yourself. You have to ask yourself questions to find out who you are. When you can do that, and then you start to, you know, you ask those questions, you start to, to see yourself in different situations and how you would show up or how you would answer questions, or how you would just be, 
and you do that over and over again, you start to practice that, then it becomes part of you, and then you have that belief. And that's what confidence is. It's a belief. It's a belief. And you can believe that you're you're the best raker of leaves, right? Are you the best salesperson? Are you the best football player or the best speaker that you can be? But it's, it starts with you. You have, to, you have to get that knowledge, that knowledge of yourself. Get those skills. Practice those skills so you can be efficient and do it in a closed environment. And once you feel confident with that, you have a belief of that, then you do it in an open environment. And then you can show up in your game or your sales meeting or when you're offering services of raking leaves for money, whatever. But you can, I think you guys get what I'm saying. You can manufacture confidence, but there are steps. So I uh, want to keep it short and sweet for you guys. It's something that um, I've been getting hit up a lot about um, from, from different people reaching out to me about, you know, developing confidence for themselves or their their son or their daughter. And it's not just about sports, but it's about just being a, a more confident person. Right. Having having self-confidence. And there's a way how you how you can manufacture that. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Shark Effect podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments or feedback for us, you can reach me directly at the Thanks for listening. It's here, finally, my book, The Ultimate Playbook for Higher Achievement. You can get it on Amazon in the uh, paper paperback version, or you can get it on Kindle. And who this book is an in, intentionally created for is for those who are looking tra- to transition, what, whether you was an athlete or an executive or a successful entrepreneur or whatever, if you're looking to transition into something different, this book can help you. I break it down, I lay down the foundation of who you want to be. I have a chapter in there that breaks down and boils down leadership, which is influence. And you gotta understand these 10 influencers that can help you with decision-making, that can help you with influencing others. And how are you influenced? I have chapters in there that really breaks down my system of assignment, alignment, and adjustment. Um, recognizing the power of your environments is a chapter. Developing your own procedures, creating relationship roadmaps, using adversity to your advantage, right? Because we all go through tough times, but how do you flip it? How do you use it to power you? Okay? And then developing your own standards. So these are things that can help anybody, not just not just athletes. Now, there's some stories in there, you know, that covers topics that that resonate with athletes. But I think overall, this book can help um, anyone who is looking to transition into becoming successful in something new, something different. Okay, so make sure check it out. Amazon, the ultimate playbook for high achievement.